Hey, good afternoon. Welcome to SWAT Radio. SWAT Radio is part of His Light International Ministries. Its mission is to equip men in sound biblical instruction for the purpose of godly living. We're reminded in 2 Timothy chapter 3 that all scriptures breathed out by God. It's profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Our greatest desire at SWAT Radio is to see Christian men shepherd their families, serve the local church, Mm -hmm. and seek the welfare of their city, all for the glory of God. And we're glad you've tuned in today. This is Brad Sykes. I'm hanging out with my good friend and co-host, Doug McCary. In fact, over the last three weeks, we've been doing an overview of Acts chapters 1 through 16, and we've gathered back together for the fall semester at SWAT. If you haven't joined us yet, please come be with us in person. Last week, we looked at chapters 9 through 12. This week, we're looking at chapters 13 through 16. And over the next hour, and again tomorrow, we're going to examine Acts chapter 14, 15, and 16. We're going to take a deeper look into the fruit of discipleship. Just as a reminder, SWAT Radio is a live broadcast, and we want to encourage you to call in with your questions, comments, or even just a word of encouragement. The number to call is 844-777-7928. That's 844-777-SWAT. If you're unable to call, feel free to email us at at ask at SWATradio.com. One more thing, you can also go to SWATradio.com. If you want to go back and listen to past broadcasts, Going all the way back to when Doug and I started this in uh, January of 2017. Hard to believe, isn't it? Isn't it amazing? But uh, you know, I uh, I was thinking around that period of time we had a we had a hurricane coming in about that time. Yeah, actually, we didn't start. Was it in January? I can't even remember. Yeah, it was January now. 17. Yeah, well, then we weren't in hurricane season. We had just gotten through a hurricane. I think. Yeah. But no, uh, no but it, it, you know what? Well, what happened is I think we had uh, that. See, that year, I think we had quite a few act- activities well, in Texas. Remember yeah. the ones? Oh in Texas? yeah, that's right. Then we had uh, the we, guys from, from out there. They had bad, bad flooding yes. out there. Yeah, what was that storm out there in Houston? I've totally uh, forgotten. Uh, but we had Matthew in sixteen. I yeah. think we had Irma in seventeen, and then Houston just got hammered uh, by a storm that just kind of hung out. Harvey, and Harvey, her, Hurricane Harvey. Harvey. It was that's a major right. one, and it was in August of seventeen. And so we were. We had a bunch of people that we knew out there because you and I both right. lived in Houston, yes, and that area. And um, yeah, it's. But you know, Brad, we, we talk about this all the time. By the way, thank you, folks, for uh, tuning in too. I, I'm grateful that you you uh, tune in and and listen. You know, I I do want to make a comment. Yesterday we had a caller at the end of the program. I'm not going to go into great detail about the call, but all I want to say is our. Uh, authority for everything we do on SWAT radio is God's word. It, it, as far as it relates to uh, uh, things in our culture, uh, things in our daily life. Uh, and if God's word doesn't speak specifically to it, I can almost assure you there is a principle in his word that addresses it. 
And so the the whole issue yesterday of that last call, and the only reason I'm going back is because there were some issues about properly defining racism. In the Bible, it talks about uh, peoples and different people groups. And the word is really ethnos or ethnos. It's, it's ethnic background. We have many different ethnic backgrounds in the world, but there, there is uh, no racism mentioned in the Bible. It's ethnic. Uh, people uh, mistreat one another because they're from different ethnic backgrounds, and that's what it talks about uh, in the Bible. And, and God addresses those issues by saying, hey, when a sojourner is among you, you treat them well. You, you don't tr- mistreat them Amen. because they're from a different tribe than you are, a different people group. And, uh, and when he told the story of the Good Samaritan, he is telling uh, about people that are hated by the Jews, and they are the ones who were the Good Samaritan. Mm-hmm. That, uh, he, he makes the hero out of the, the ethnic group that was really hated. So uh, all, I, all that to say is the Bible is our starting point and authority. That is a key value for SWAT, and, and I hope that uh, – if if you well listen, we welcome your calls. We love people to call in. But if you are operating from any background other than that, any grid, any lens through which you don't let the Bible be your primary focus uh, for your authority, then we're on, we're apples and oranges. So we're not going to agree on anything. Yeah. As it relates to uh, <clears throat> I, that. I heard somebody. Well, you've got me now wanting to go back and listen. I, uh, <laughs> I was unable to be in here yesterday, and Taylor, as always, does such a good job. So I want to go back and listen to that, <clears throat> specifically to that uh, issue. But I was thinking, I heard somebody, I, I've totally misquoted, but you know, with, with all that's gone on over the last, uh, I would say going, I don't know, I was going to say George Floyd, but it goes way, by, way back beyond that. Uh, in fact, it goes back to the beginning, but there's only one intersection. You know, this whole intersectionality, yeah. uh, you know, that has to do with race and gender and all these various intersections that uh, man has come up with. There's only one intersection, and that's the intersection where man intersects with God. Mm-hmm. There's one decision. And either you're going to follow Christ or you're not going to follow Christ. And Christ being the word that became flesh. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't have to look elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Isn't that the beauty? <clears throat> it's one of the things I love the most about the word of God is I don't have to go outside of that mm-hmm. to get answers for the issues of life. Yeah. Whether it's racism or it's gender, it, it, it doesn't matter. We have one word. We have one truth and that's where we should be. And, and, I got a question for you, Brad. I was reading something today earlier. I don't know. You know, I, I generally read several what I call Al Mohler type articles mm-hmm. or interviews that kind of scan news and put them out there. Jim Dennison is one of them out of Dallas. And he, he was talking about Vanna White. You remember Wheel of Fortune, yes. Vanna White? Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't believe she's still <clears throat> She's still it. around, right? Listen, she has been doing that for like 40 years, man. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Uh, 40 years as the turner of letters. Yeah. <laughs> and she got a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, which mm-hmm. would go well for her in the next life. That doesn't do anything for you. But 
All that to say, she's been called America's sweetheart. And she's one of those people that, because of that influence, gets interviewed. And she says, I was a Baptist. I always had my own personal relationship with God. But I don't preach because everyone's entitled to their own beliefs. Now, I have a problem with that statement. And the reason is, as believers, if we know other people that profess a belief in the one true living God, Yahweh, you don't, um, you, you're not entitled to your own beliefs. I mean, you can believe whatever you want, but if mm-hmm. you believe in Yahweh, there's one prescribed way to believe in that one true living God, and it's in his word. Mm-hmm. And because the reason that's important is it gets played out in her life. She has two kids. She told him, listen, don't get married till you're in your 30s. Uh, live with your girlfriend or boyfriend. Have all the fun you want. Just don't tie the knot until you're at least 30. And then you can, you know, tie the knot. And and when you think about that, back in the 70s, he said, only 0.2% of the U.S. cohabitated. 0.2. Mm. Not even a one percentage point. But now, 15% of the people in this country cohabitate outside of marriage. That seems low to me, doesn't well, it? Well, it does, <clears throat> but when you compare it to point two, Well, obviously, yeah. <laughs> I mean, think about that. Think about the jump. But that's only in the 18 to 34-year-old bracket. That's not counting people in their 40s, 50s, which, by the way, happens a lot. You know, people get married, they get mm-hmm. divorced, and then they... They go, oh, you know, it's okay. You know, they compromise. Oh, yeah. We wouldn't want our kids to do that, our teenagers, but we'll do it uh, other ways. So, anyway. Well, um, and we can spend some time on this. I know we've got a lot to, a lot to cover today. But when you think about you can believe what you – you have the right to believe what you want to believe. Well, yeah, you, you do have that right. Yeah. But as a, as, a, as a believer, as a follower of Christ – there inside us there is isn't there an urgency and you're on your part doug don't you feel an urgency when you're around people who who you know don't know the gospel that they, they have not put their faith in christ alone yeah uh you know you think about all the various religions that are out there yeah you know it isn't there something within you that the spirit has put in you that's given you a compassion for people who are destined for eternal judgment? Yeah, you know the whole idea that we shouldn't confront people; we should let people have their own beliefs. How crazy is that? It is. It's just absolutely. But that is very much uh, a product of our culture today. Yeah, you know, you know, we just got to be loving, and it's seen as loving to not speak the truth. I mean, because if the truth is offensive, well, we don't want to offend them. So right. we would, it, it's seen as more loving to let somebody, um, you know, walk towards a bridge that's out or a cliff mm-hmm. in the middle of the night than it is to point it out and say, hey, you don't want to be going that way. Yeah. You know? But you know what's amazing is how many religions there are in the world that believe that you and I are wrong. And yet they don't really confront us about that very often. No. <laughs> it's, it's a rare thing. But uh, well, we've got a lot to cover today. We're glad uh, we're glad you've joined us. Our phone lines will be open uh, during our third and fourth segment if you want to join the conversation. The phone number is 844-777-SWAT. 
That's 844-777-7928. If you have any questions or comments, email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's A-S-K at SWATradio.com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back as we dive into our text for today. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. SWAT Radio is brought to you in part by Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. is a full-service sales door and window installation company. Both of the owners are licensed contractors and are involved in the daily operations of the company. All of their trucks are company-owned and fully equipped. Their mission is to provide Jacksonville and the surrounding area with door and window replacement services. To learn more, call 904-701-3667. That's 904-701-DOOR. Or online at www.acedoor.com. There I was on death row Guilty in the first degree Son of God hanging on hill Hell was my destiny The crowd was shouting Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. This week we're doing an overview of Acts chapters 13 through 16 as we follow Paul on his first missionary journey and we witness the fruit of discipleship. And uh, by the way, if you didn't catch yesterday's broadcast, go to SWATradio.com. You can listen to the past broadcast there and go listen to Chapter 13. Or if you don't have the SWAT Radio app, go ahead and download that. I mean, what are you waiting for? Mm. <laughs> hey, we had uh, – I know we've got a uh, basically a uh, evacuation orders that expand in Florida as this – monster hurricane i ian is it ian i guess it's ian it's Uh, ian but they you know it's another i you and i were talking they they said it will be similar to what irma was in 17 Hmm. um so uh they're expecting a three to five foot storm surge 10 to 15 inches of rain and here's a bad thing if you're out at the beach an impending nor'easter Oh really? Yeah, they're 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 concerned about the nor'easter, and it's kind of like all three things coming together at once. So uh, all, all, all our surfing buddies will be out there probably enjoying that. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Uh, so anyway, it's the storm surge warning uh, that they're concerned about with the ten to fifteen inches of rain with the nor'easter. So the bottom line is they did say. The order is mandatory, but no one's going to be arrested for not following it, which kind of cracks me up a little bit. It's kind of like, okay, it's mandatory, but if you don't follow it, it's not mandatory. 
I mean, like, I, I mean, really, I mean, I, I thought a mandatory oh, meant you had to leave. Don't even, don't even go there. I, I'm, I'm thinking of COVID. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> things that were mandatory, but we well, got a hurricane. Know, and, and, that's and, not mandatory. not totally mandatory. Yeah. You know, Brad, it's just, it, it's, I don't know. Oh, man. Um, well, listen, I just, I don't know some of the things, but uh, by the way, I've gotten a couple of texts since I've been on the air. Thank you guys for, uh, for, uh, uh the congrats that I've gotten. Uh, we have, oh yeah. We, By the way, I, I I I meant to say that right off the bat, man. You've got your new grandfather no, again. I got a couple of texts that came in that said you're actually on the air today. Yes, <laughs> like, yes, and I'm I'm heavily caffeinated. Yes, uh, yes. We had uh, Abigail we had and Eden. Abigail uh, Rosicki and Eden Rosicki arrived yesterday morning. Uh, four pounds seven ounces and four pounds five ounces. Uh, a little early, a little small, but all all is well. Um, yeah. uh, mother's doing well. My daughter Sarah, and uh, that is uh, <clears throat> that is uh, granddaughters. Well, it's our first granddaughter, so you know. Tell me, we're not excited about that. Yeah, and uh, we are super pumped <clears throat> to uh, have them join our family. And uh, made me think of. And I don't know if you guys covered this. Did you see? This is about a week ago. Stacy Abrams, you, you see this nonsense. Uh, she claims six-week fatal heartbeat, fetal heartbeats is a manufactured thing uh-huh. to help men control women. Yeah. Yes, these are our political leaders. Uh, this is serious. This is what she believes, is that the six-week fetal heartbeat is a manufactured thing by man. Yeah. And yet she's she's a lawyer? Yeah. I don't know. This is just nonsense. Well, <laughs> well, listen, you know, there's all kind of memes out there. One of them is that, uh, you know, you, you, you know, <laughs> so uh, – when you're tired of politics, the hurricane gives people something new to talk about, right? There you think go. About, uh, but one of my favorites is, listen, for all our northern friends and people from out west that moved to get away from the COVID stuff to move to Florida, because we, we were getting 9000 a day, mm-hmm. um, um, don't panic until you see Jim Cantori. If you see Jim Cantori <laughs> from the Weather Channel in your town – you might want to leave and go somewhere else, okay? Uh, that's kind of the clue we have here. But anyway, we, we need to get into the review today. It's a, it's a really good review, Brad. Acts 14, Paul and Barnabas' first missionary journey. And again, we're, we're reviewing as we go into next week uh, on air. We're going to be getting back to the exposition of Acts 17. And so since we were gone a long time, we started, uh, and I'm not going to rehash all Acts 1 through 13, but uh, we, we did 13 yesterday. But today we're kind of looking at Acts 14 and 15, two chapters. Really, 14 is the first missionary journey Paul and Barnabas make, sent out by the church in Antioch, mm-hmm. by the way, the great missionary sending church. And uh, when they come back, uh, there's a problem because uh, people are going, hey, these guys have to be circumcised. Mm-hmm. And so the council meet. It's not the first time, though. Remember, right. Peter... And Cornelius caught some eyebrows there when Cornelius came into the kingdom. But my wife pointed out to me yesterday, we were talking about this, and, you know, the um, the uh, 
the Jewish leaders in Jerusalem never dealt with it, really. They didn't put down any firm deal, and so mm-hmm. it continued to be an issue. Yeah. And so uh, let's let's kind of just talk a little bit about a couple of things. One is the perseverance, really, of Paul and Barnabas. And, I, I you know, when, when I taught this back when we were going through it um, last year, or it was this year before the summer, um, one of my mentors, Steve Farrar, passed away. And I kind of used Steve in his life to launch into 14 because Steve had 25 years of ministry, and he had written a ton of books. He spoke for Promise Keepers. Mm-hmm. And he, well, he wrote that uh, one of my favorite. Point Man. Point Man was one of my favorite books. It's you a know, great book for guys. It was really one of the first man books. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know if uh, that's probably not true, but it was well, for me. Well, well, it was for me, too, just knowing. Yeah. I mean, the way he attacked it. And he got the um, really inspired by a guy named Stu Weber, who also oh, yeah. wrote Tender Warrior. Tender Warrior. Love that and, book. Um, but when I think of Steve, I think of a modern day guy who exhibited what basically paul exhibited on this trip i mean steve was constantly talking about paul but in acts 20 24 paul says i don't count my life of any value nor as precious if only i may finish my course in the ministry i receive from the lord and that was true when he went you know uh, out from antioch and he goes into uh iconium he goes into um cyprus he goes to all these places antioch of pisidia Mm -hmm. He goes in there, and by the way, at Antioch of Pisidia, he gave one of the greatest messages in Acts 13. Uh, It's a phenomenal uh, expository evangelistic message, and it was good uh, as he gave that. But when he gave the messages, he he was received by some, he was rejected by some, and some people pondered. But there was persecution awaiting for him in every city, um, and sometimes it got really bad. They tried to stone him. Uh, remember um, in uh, Lystra? Yep. No, they did stone him. They tried to kill him. Right. But <clears> they thought he was no. dead too. I yeah. think. And so, probably one of the things that strikes me most about the journeys with Paul is the perseverance that he walked through all this mm-hmm. with. Mm-hmm. And as believers, so often we get defeated by the enemy, and we want to roll over and die, or we want to crawl up into a ball, or we want to just be spectators. There are more spectating men in the body of Christ right now who try to live vicariously through people who are doers. And that's what I'm talking about this week as we get into Acts 17. Um, you know, you're consumerism. Either, yeah, you're, you're either a spectator or you're a doer. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it really, yeah. uh, you know, John MacArthur said there's watchers, there's doers, and there do nothings. <laughs> And, you know, when you when you think about it, I mean, Paul and Barnabas, they continued. And he even wrote in 2 Corinthians 4, you know, uh, having this ministry by God's mercy, we don't lose heart. Yeah. And, and so when I think of um, what God has called you to, me to, any man who may be listening, any woman for that matter, it doesn't matter. Um, you know, Paul said in Philippians 3, he says, hey, brothers, Join in imitating me and keep your eyes on those who walk according to the example like we do. In other words, find people who are actually really persevering in the Christian walk. Yes. Those are the people you want to hang around. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, and you know, Joe's 
big thing, Second Timothy two two. You want to find faithful men and entrust these things to those men so That's they right. can teach others. Well, uh, Doug, and I'm not to. I don't want to sidetrack you. I know you're, but I was thinking about how many trips that you've taken, whether it's to Russia. You and I went to the Philippines. You know, and, and the same thing is true today as we proclaim the gospel, whether it's across the street or around the world, there are going to be some who are going to, uh, the Spirit's going to awaken them. Mm-hmm. There are others it's not. And in many cases, there may be true rejection of you personally. If if you're doing what God tells you to do, the Bible says we will be persecuted. We will encounter suffering. And I know there's people that listen to this broadcast that think, well, that's almost sacrilege to say you're going to have to suffer. But a lot of the prosperity gospel has kind of leaked into the church mm-hmm. a little bit. And, you know, if we're really wanting to finish our course well, uh, we need to look at Paul and how Paul and Barnabas functioned, they just kept pushing on like the ever ready battery, man. Mm-hmm. They just kept on going. And we can't miss the fact that in Acts 14, what Luke is showing us is that the grace of God shown to Israel is the same grace given to the Gentiles. There's no difference. And the Jew can be saved to walk with God just like the Gentile. Uh, and, and it doesn't matter if you're from Antioch, Lystra, Athens, or Rome. Paul went into the synagogues first, and then he would go out. And and for you and me, it doesn't how bad we've bad or how bad we failed, how how bad we've blown it. We're not outside the scope of God's power and grace to change our life. And and you know you can see in Paul and Barnabas in their ministry, men who were faithful to continue persevering. Mm-hmm. And and I think. Uh, through the hardship and all the stuff they did, um, I, I think it's uh, pretty amazing, you know. Uh, and, and in Acts 14, we see Paul's first real message to pagans, you know. And mm-hmm. the second one we're going to yep. deal with next week, but yep. he deals with people who are engaged in idolatry. Yeah. And so, well, I was thinking about where Paul says in Romans 5, we rejoice in our suffering, knowing that suffering produces endurance. Of course, it goes through this whole list of characters that that endurance that perseverance there's an end result there Uh, we're going to take a break for national news again we're glad you joined us on SWAT radio we want to hear from you when we return the number to call is 844-777-SWAT you can also email us with your questions and comments to ask at SWATradio.com. stay tuned we'll be right back as doug and i continue our discussion on the fruit of discipleship Welcome back to SWAT Radio. We're glad you've joined us as we're doing an overview of Acts chapter 14 and 15 today, specifically looking at Paul's perseverance in the gospel. We're going to look at Paul's 
perpetuating the gospel and then Paul guarding the gospel. You know, Doug, you kind of brought it up in that last segment. It's amazing as you look at Paul's journey here and Barnabas that they don't they're not just running through these towns. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it over and over says they stayed for a while. Well, yeah. They, they, which it kind of leads you to go, hey, they, they spent time investing in these people. And then not only that, they loop back around and come back to check yeah. on them. Yeah, because it's not just about getting a message out. It's about making disciples, teaching them all. Listen, you and I have been studying the Bible for years, and and we still need to be taught. We still are learning I mean, think about these brand new Hellenistic people that lived for pleasure. They lived; uh, they were idol worshippers, hmm. and and you know, um, and basically, listen. All pagan worldviews have two things in common: one, philosophies that come from a finite mind. In other words, some philosophy guy at a college thinks he's smarter than God. Okay, uh, they have we, that. We don't have any. Of those they have that two. finite mind. Second, idolatries that they prefabricate and call them a god. In other words, they make a well, – Brad, you were in India with me. Mm-hmm. You saw those places over there that these people go worship a snake, an image of a snake or mm-hmm. an image of a bull or an image of a goat. They worship these things. And so these were pagan, idolatrous, um, you know, finite philosophy minds – and Paul preaches to them, and they and so they come in and they heal a guy, and they say the gods have come down to mm-hmm. us, and they start trying to worship Paul and Barnabas, and they said, really? "Listen, we're just like you," um, and and so he goes, and I love the way he deals with them. Remember, this is the first message to pagans. He's not dealing with really uh, Jewish understanding of Scripture here. He's talking to people that were idol worshipers, and he says, listen, that um, we bring you good news that you should turn from these vain things to a living God who made the heaven and the earth. He starts with creation, and he goes, in the past he allowed all the nations to walk in their own ways, yet he didn't leave himself without a witness. Sounds like Romans 1, but Mm -hmm. he goes through, he shares the gospel. Some people respond. They start following Christ in every city, in Lystra, in, in Derby, you know, and um, all these different cities. And what does he do? Like you said, he wants to follow up. So in verses 22, it says, they went back to these places to strengthen the souls of the disciples, encouraging them to continue in the faith, saying that through many tribulations, we must enter the kingdom of God. Did somebody do that with you, Brad, early on? Did yes. They, we, did they did they help you understand that one you need instruction from God's word yeah. two you need exhortation and encouragement and mm-hmm. three you need to understand that you're going to suffer now I'm telling you that is a very rare thing in our culture mm-hmm. in the church yeah cuz everybody might say hey you need to be in the bible and they might say hey we need to encourage you and you need to be in a group but I think a lot of people leave out the suffering part. Oh, for sure. I mean, who wants to be promised that? You know, I, I was—I I don't know if it was with you or David Gray the other day, and we were talking about. Can you imagine sharing the gospel and making that 
uh, an element of your message that you will suffer mm-hmm. persecution, you will be persecuted. Man, 95% of Americans would say, no, thank you. That's right. You know, and, and uh, not that that's how it was shared with me, but I did realize quickly on that not everybody's going to receive this truth. And that, you know, Jesus said, if they hated me, they're going to hate you too. Mm-hmm. And yeah, to your point, Doug, I am, I, I talk about it regularly. In fact, when I had Tim McKenzie on a couple of weeks ago, I, I had the opportunity, not that I haven't uh, ever done this, but having him on air and being able to actually honor him in that way mm-hmm. to say, this is, this is the guy who the day after I surrendered my life to Christ came back and spent time investing in me. And to your point, I don't remember language of how hey, you're going to suffer, but he stressed the importance of being a Berean, you know, as we're going to look in Acts chapter 17, to examine the scriptures for yourself mm-hmm. to see if these things are true. You know, here's one other thing to add to it, and I think this goes to what we're looking at even this week, is that Tim encouraged me to start teaching. Yeah. Now, you think about it, for those of you who may be new to following Christ, Think about what what if within about a week or two you were asked to go teach? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we would never do that today. Yeah. Uh, and yet you see that in Paul's conversion very quickly on. He, he's, he's got the word and he's, he's proclaiming it. He's teaching it. Well, the word of God, if you're listening today, if it is not a vital part of your life, then I, I don't know as a believer how you can be healthy. Hmm. I, I really don't, because when when you read in Second uh, Timothy, Paul tells Timothy, "Hey, guard the good deposit." Yeah. Hmm. Uh, Jude, contend earnestly for the faith. Colossians three, let the word dwell in you richly. If if you do not allow the word to be part of your daily intake, um, listen. There's all kind of conferences in the United States about Christian this, Christian that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there there's people that say church unity is more important than doctrine. Well, what they're saying <clears throat> is we believe everybody getting along is more important than truth because God's truth, we're going to see in this ch- chapter 15 that there were people within that body that had bad doctrine, and it had to be dealt with. Well, what good is unity if we're not unified on on doctrine? So instruction is an important part of follow-up, Brad, that we've got yes. to maintain. Yeah. The second thing, though, is exhortation. And um, Matthew, Jesus said, listen, you're sheep in the midst of wolves. We've got to have a wartime mentality uh, where we're out there and we're in a battle. And if you don't believe you're in a battle – then you're already lost the battle mm-hmm. because you're not prepared. Yeah. Yeah. And and um, the third thing about um, the follow-up was organization. You know, being part of a church body is really important. Um, and I, I don't know where you go to church. I don't know what kind of leadership your church has. In the Bible, it's pastors and elders that care and teach the sheep in the name of the Lord. Because there wasn't just one guy who led it all. Because absolute power always corrupts humans. It does. There, nobody mm-hmm. can withstand that. So there's a checks and balances there. Elders um, administrate. And the pastor is just a, another elder in the church 
but he's a pastor teacher as well. But Christ is the head of the local church. And so what happened is Paul and Barnabas went back and they went to all these places and they taught these people and they worked on them. And I, I remember sharing an illustration because when they came back to Antioch, they told them everything that happened. Mm-hmm. They were excited about that. Why? Well, because they wanted to share with these people that had commissioned them what God was doing. Um, and so, um, you know, if you look at the life of Paul, the ministry of Paul, uh, it, it's very similar to what Jesus did. He encountered blind people. He encountered deaf people, you know, um, but God used Paul to do the same thing that he did Jesus to do. He healed a lame man. He used Peter to heal a lame man. And so shepherds go out and seek the sheep. Sheep don't come to a shepherd. <laughs> and so Paul and Barnabas go out and they come back and they care about these sheep so much they want to do it. And then when they get back, instead of celebrating, there are some brothers come down from uh, Jerusalem that said, hey, they got to be circumcised. They're, they're not true believers. Mm-hmm. And and so we saw in 15, really, the whole chapter of 15 deals with this issue of standing firm against false teachers. Um, and when we have a problem with a, a teaching or something, we go to the faith community, the leaders who are guardians of the truth there, and we talk to them about it and say, hey, this is show us where we're wrong or help us mm-hmm. see how they're wrong. We want to understand the truth. And the key is to stay grounded in God's word. So uh, that's really what 15 is about. And Paul talks about it in Galatians 1 when he talks about, you know, uh, that uh, if somebody preaches a different gospel than the one, even if I come back and mm-hmm. do it, absolutely, he goes, then let us be accursed. You know, and so it's about staying true to the gospel message, the good news that Jesus is King and Savior. And so they they put out these rules in chapter fifteen, not really rules. They just they give them some guidance. Hey, listen, don't eat meat sacrificed to idols. Don't eat food that strangled meat that strangled or the blood's there. And stay away from sexual immorality. If you just do these things, then that will be a good witness of your testimony of being a follower of Jesus. And and so they said, okay. So they sent Judas and Silas with them to go uh, and uh, take that letter back to the people in Antioch so they could do it. Uh, you know, that's really 14 and 15, Brad. And um, he says, if you keep yourselves from these, you will do well. Farewell. And James and the, the council sent them on their way. So well, it's a it <clears throat> it's such a good reminder uh, for me personally that as I'm as as God through His sovereign grace has allowed you and I and many of our SWAT brothers who are engaging with people who are lost <clears throat> that it's not just uh, sharing the gospel. Mm-hmm. It is to your point. It is walking with them, mm-hmm. and that's what I I think I'm so kind of reminded in this text is Paul's commitment uh, beyond the, per- the the persecution that he experiences. You know, he, he knows he's going to be persecuted. But even after he's persecuted, stoned, <laughs> he, he leaves and then he comes back to those same places mm-hmm. uh, because he knows 
He's already committed that he has died with Christ. Yes. Uh, you know, do we think that? We, we still think we're our own. But somehow Paul, he says, I've, I've died with Christ. Yeah. And, uh, well, it's a, it's a, it's and a good it's reminder. it's not I who live, but Christ, Christ lives in me. Exactly. And, uh, well, anyway, when we come back from the break, Doug and I will take your calls. The number to call is 844-777-7928. That's 844-777-SWAT. Again, if you're unable to call, please email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's A-S-K at SWATradio.com. We'll be right back for our final segment. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts and truck rental and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. There is good news for the captive, good news for the shame. There is good news for the world who walked away. There is good news for the doubter, the one religion failed for the good Lord. Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. For those who are new to SWAT Radio, SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. SWAT is a teaching ministry that seeks to equip and encourage men in their daily walk with Jesus Christ. And this broadcast is made possible by the generous donations of listeners like you and corporate sponsors who support clear and unashamed teaching and discussion of God's Word. If you are interested in learning more about SWAT Radio, or maybe you know somebody who might be interested in this, uh, you can uh, go to SWATradio.com. You can click on the uh, SWAT meetings tab, if you're interested in get, joining us for one of the Bible studies, uh, that'll give some details to where and when we meet. We would love to have you join us in person. If you're interested in supporting or sponsoring SWAT Radio, click on the support tab on that website for further information. Again, at SWATradio.com. Our phone lines are open for this last segment of the day, and we would love to hear from you. Call us at 844-777-7928. That's 844-777-SWAT. And, um, you know, Doug, we were just talking on the break about your guest on Thursday. Yeah, Roy McGriff is going to be my guest on Thursday, and you are in for a treat. I hope you'll tune in. Roy is in his young 90s, okay? And uh, I had the privilege of being able to uh, watch Roy baptize a couple of years ago and um, just – I'm really excited about him sharing 
because he's a guy who has grown a lot in his faith in the last few years, and uh, he's excited to share it. And so he's going to be here on on uh, Thursday. And, you know, Brad, we were talking about how when they got back and was talking about the Gentiles, the people that were really keyed in were excited about it. But there were people that were upset, and so that's why 15 happened. And, you know, people were trying to say, you got to do this to be really receive the gospel. And they were almost building a two-tier system mm-hmm. saying, if you don't do it just like we do, you're not really a believer. <laughs> and... And so when they got together, um, you know, James was kind of leader, James the brother of Jesus, because remember, James the apostle had been beheaded. And so he was kind of the leader of the group, which I always found interesting that it wasn't Peter. It was James leading this Hmm. particular uh, group as they looked at it. And Luke quotes what they said from Amos 9, that the Gentiles have always been part of God's plan. This is not something new. Right. They didn't know the text that well. Yeah, They should have, but they didn't. And so they came up with these letters about things polluted by idols, strangled, blood, sexual immorality. But all these have to do not with being in relationship to God. It's about witness. It's your, about your, your, testimony. your testimony. Yes. And, and you got to remember, in the Greek world, sex outside of marriage was very normal. Sounds a lot like America today, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, like we were talking about at the beginning of the show. They ate... Um, things that were uh, the Jewish people couldn't eat for years. Uh, they didn't care about whether it was strangled or whether it was blood, you know, had blood on it right. or whatever. And and what James is saying and this group is saying, listen, don't alienate Jews because of a lack of sensitivity. Be sensitive. And so what it really is is this idea of biblical truth not compromised with sensitivity. And there's a great example. Remember when Jesus in Matthew 17 was told to pay the temple tax. Mm -hmm. Yep. And he said, so as not to give offense. In other words, I don't owe it, but throw your line in, Peter. And what does Peter do? He pulls a a fish in that has a coin in his mouth, which is crazy. Uh, Now go pay the taxes. I wish I could just throw a bunch of lines out and have that happen. Wouldn't that be great? That would be great. But he's just saying, listen, um, these are sensitivity issues. And, for you and me, we really got to pray through. Uh, when do we bend to those around us, and when do we stand firm? Like, and don't bend. We're rigid yeah. on some mm-hmm. things, right? <clears throat> like, I think absolutely we can say we need to bend or not bend on the out on the on the issue of uh, sex outside of marriage. I'd say that is that's clear. That's clear. Mm-hmm. But. Where do we where do we stand on dating? Yeah, is dating some? You know what I mean? Sure. I mean that that could be one up for debate. We don't bend on the whole out on the issue of drinking around alcoholics or drinking around people we don't know because they could be alcoholics. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what about if you're in the privacy of your own home and you want to take a glass of wine and have a drink and you're you don't struggle with alcoholism? It's not an issue for you. See, those, those are issues maybe you, you work through. And Paul deals with those over in Romans, you know, and Corinthians. He talks about those issues of, of like, meat sacrifice to idols. Mm-hmm. If you know it, mm-hmm. then don't offend your brother. Yeah. Well, I was thinking said, about Timothy, who, who, who got circumcised. 
Yeah. You know, uh, that was not a pleasant experience for yeah. sure. Yeah. But he did it because he wanted to be a, a good – he was sensitive to his audience. I hate to use that word audience, but his crowd, those who he would be ministering to. I think about whether you go to India or you go uh, to the Philippines or you go to foreign countries, you typically will go there and somewhat kind of enter into their culture. Yeah, you do, you go in there, and as long as it's not biblical, like there's been times when I was witnessing people in Russia that they offered me vodka, and I turned mm-hmm. it down, mm-hmm. even though that's very cultural for them there. I just politely turned it down and, and said, no, I, I, I don't drink alcohol. Yeah. Uh, I, I just don't drink, but I'll drink water and toast mm-hmm. with you, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. Sure. Um, but um, when we look at Acts 15, you got to remember, there were a lot of offended people. The Gentiles who had come to Christ who were in Antioch heard about all these things. They were being called second-class Christians, and that would have been, they were treated that way. And when they sent back this letter with Judas and Silas, it said that they were encouraged. They were rejoiced yeah. because of the encouragement. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And so they uh, they were excited about that. And it says, and after they had spent some time there, they were sent off in peace by the brothers to those who had sent them, talking about Judas and Silas. So Judas and Silas stayed around there for a while, and then they go back to Jerusalem because this, what could have been a big split, was avoided. And um, there is one other part of 15 that I didn't really get into very much, um, but it's this whole issue of John Mark. And it was some days later at the end of 15 where Paul said, hey, let's go go to every city where we proclaim. You remember, they've already gone through it once. Mm -hmm. They came back, went through it again. And he's saying, we need to go back again. We've got to follow up. We've got to be making sure that none of these false teachings get in there. And Barnabas wanted to take with him John Mark, but Paul thought it best not to do that because he had withdrawn from them. And so they got into this sharp disagreement, so much so that Paul says, listen, you can take John Mark, but I'm not going. I'm going to go back to all the churches. Barnabas took John Mark and went to Cyprus. The Scripture does not say Paul was wrong. The Scripture does not say Barnabas was wrong. It just says they were commended to the Spirit. They had a difference of opinion about the way it worked out, you know, and the way they should uh, implement the strategy here. This was not a sin issue. This was just a systems issue or yeah. a, a, a approach process. tactics. Yeah. <clears throat> it was a tactics issue, and Paul felt like it would be detrimental if they took John Mark because the mission was so critical Hmm. and so as we think about that um you know just think about maybe in your own life sometimes i know i'm very guilty of this that there'll be people that have a difference of opinion for me and it's not necessarily wrong it's just different well and that's hard for us isn't it it really is is really yeah because well number one you have to admit that it exists and then number two you have to agree to disagree sometimes you know so i don't do that well in fact my wife has reminded me over the last 37 years uh how many times she has said to me 
we're going to just have to agree to disagree. Yeah. You know, for, for some of us, uh, maybe not all of us, but that's a hard that's a hard pill to swallow sometimes. And I think you know, I was thinking, and you and I, it seems like we've had talks about this. That uh, you know, as you look through that text, even just those last few verses here in chapter 15 mm-hmm. are you a barnabas or are you a paul barnabas tended to be more gracious wouldn't you say yeah paul was more bottom line hey it's black and white you know i'm, I'm on mission and nobody's gonna stop me mm-hmm. you know what i mean whereas paul not that barnabas wasn't on mission yeah it was just his approach to how he did ministry and i think barnabas you see in barnabas a, a, a more sensitive spirit in him. Barnabas is definitely more sensitive, more of an encourager, hence the name. Right, exactly. The son of encouragement, yep. right? Yep. Um, but, and I, I think Paul is the kind of guy that just, if you see the way he is in Scripture, he's kind of hard-nosed at times, right? I yeah, mean, absolutely. Like I mean, he wanted to kill all the Christians, man. He wanted to eradicate them. That personality transferred over. Yes. A passion for that, for the advancement of the gospel. Yes. Um, You know, I'm getting a lot of emails. Uh, By the way, thank you for your encouraging emails. Uh, We only have a a minute, but um, uh, besides giving, how can we pray for the family and you and your family? Uh, Pray for Brad uh, as he and Vicki manage the grandkids while uh, Sarah recovers. (laughs) Uh, pray for uh, me. My daughter Rachel is still recovering from surgery last week. And just pray for us as we operate in these next few days that we will be alert to ministry opportunities. Amen. You know, a lot of people called about, are we having SWAT tomorrow? Yes, SWAT at Woody's at 6.30 a.m. in the morning. Uh, and SWAT at the Salem Center, Chick-fil-A Day tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Uh, if they don't run out because of all the people evacuating <laughs> through here. Uh, but we'll be here at 12 noon and the SWAT for Women at 10 a.m. here at the Salem Center tomorrow. Well, listen, good to be with you, Doug. And uh, that is a wrap. We're glad you tuned in today. Join us again tomorrow as we continue our teaching on the fruit of discipleship. Until then, continue advancing truth. If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT radio is strengthening spirituality.